0: like all like Lost halfway through and then everything is like my laptop just goes bye-bye uh like
1: no podcast <laughs> <laughs>
0: mommy's decided no <laughs> podcast tonight go to bed i will
1: turn this podcast around let's get trivial trivial
0: Everybody, welcome to the Quiz Fix podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. Episode seventy-three. 73
1: I remember, or, or so
0: <laughs> on it. Uh, that might be because we're drinking delicious pale ale beers. Is that 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 makes you smart? Right.
1: I think so. Oh, it's my favorite kind of beer. This is delicious. The pale.
0: This is delicious. Uh, we won't uh, tell them who, to, who who the brand is, but it's in a red can with a bunch of stripes on Why it. Why can't so. we tell them? Well, because if they would like to sponsor our podcast, <laughs> we will definitely tell them all about the Rogue Pendleton Pale Ale beer that is delicious.
1: That's Rogue <laughs> Pendleton Pale Ale beer.
0: For all your beer needs, Rogue Pendleton Pale Ale beer. In a can. <laughs> How are you doing today? Good. Yay. Yay. How are you we are well, i am good again but we are me and the beer are doing very well <laughs> we we yeah. are good that is, that is the ultimate royal we right there uh we are in uh the last time where we're going to record in andy's apartment this is it
1: well technically technically we're going to be recording in Andy's apartment still. The
0: old Andy's apartment will be going to a new apartment with its own little bedroom that we can record in and actually like close doors and, and not bother people. Yeah. That's exciting.
1: That's really exciting. We should get
0: like an, an on-air like light or recording <laughs> to put out the door. Yeah. Yeah we should get, like, really comfortable chairs in there and just, like, really just spruce it up nice.
1: You should get that stuff.
0: Yeah, I should. <laughs> Send your donations <laughs> to the, on the donation button on quizfix.net so we can get some cool chairs.
1: We do need a sponsor.
0: We need a sponsor.
1: Did we mention Rogue Pendleton Pale Ale Beer? Oh,
0: I, we didn't, but, boy, I'm enjoying mine. <laughs> Cool and refreshing Rogue Pendleton Pale Ale Beer.
1: That is some majorly free advertising. Yeah, yeah. Come on.
0: To the people that listen to this in Australia who are like, what? What is this?
1: Who listens to this in Australia?
0: Well, (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know who, but there's people in Australia that listen to this. Hello, Australia. No way. We are sorry for any time we've done a bad australian accent which hasn't been often we do more bad british accents than anything else <laughs> so uh and i don't see that we have a lot of british listeners so so uh, we can just so keep, i wonder why we can just yeah they, they turned on the first episode the paul with the McCartney. paul mccartney and they're like why is paul mccartney doing a trivia podcast it's weird
1: why does he sound so stupid <laughs>
0: hey <laughs> no. That's the rogue Pendleton Pale Ale beer talking.
1: Isn't it stupid?
0: (laughs) Well, we are right on the cusp of some fun this week because this is the last three days of our local uh, Summer Jubilee Tournament.
1: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that's it.
0: That's it. The last day to qualify is Wednesday. So, really quickly if you're listening to this on monday when this drops tonight the skylark in west seattle tuesday there's four different places you can qualify still fitzgerald's in ballard murphy's in wallingford crown bar in tacoma and bison creek pizza in Burien. and then wednesday that is uh the berliner in renton and then that's it and if you're not in the top 20 you ain't playing in the finals.
1: Wah, wah. Better luck next time. <laughs>
0: so if you're on the cusp and there's, boy, there's a bunch of teams that are right on the edge, get out, go to as many of those places you can go, and get your points in. And then for those of you qualifying on Thursday, you'll be getting an email and uh, telling you more about everything that's going to be happening at the finals on the 25th. So good Times. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any emails to read this week. Uh, so if you ever if you have trivia tidbits out there that you wanted to share with us, please email to uh, quizfix at gmail.com. Our Etsy store now has its second trivia night that you can purchase. We've already sold one. You sold one? I sold
1: one. Oh yay! So
0: so we're well on our way to getting our comfy Naga Hide chairs for uh, for our recording studio so we're, we're we're it's gonna happen so please that's a good way to actually get something that's fun and uh to support the podcast and the uh and the uh, quizzes that we do so go to etsy do a search for QuizFix, all one word and uh thank you very much for purchasing all right are you ready to start some, playing some games ready let's do it
1: All right, I'll say the thing.
0: Say a thing. Just a thing.
1: A thing. I mean, now it's time for the lightning round.
0: Bang, bang, boom. Chicka, 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 boom. Bang, bing. Wacka, wacka, wacka. <laughs> we're going to ask each other five questions, and then we're going to have answers for those five questions. Some of those answers might be right. Eh happens sometimes
1: sometimes
0: what is your uh, theme for me this week human
1: anatomy
0: fantastic i'm terrible at it <laughs> so we'll see i can i use myself as a as a guide sure all right good uh yours this is a weird one but i, I had fun looking up some of this stuff garnishes okay garnishes
1: like drinks and foods? Yeah. Okay. This is all edible stuff. All right. Not
0: wages that would be garnished. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a less fun topic. Uh, all right. Do you want to go first or second?
1: I want to oh, go. Oh, wait, wait a
0: second. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we boring you? Oh. Oh, no. Listen, one more time. Would you like to go first <laughs> or second?
1: I would like to go first.
0: All right. Here we go, through the lightning round.
1: Number one, what organ is responsible for balance Ooh. or most responsible.
0: Wow, so I'm gonna get into the terminology thing here because I I always thought it was like the inner ear. That's right. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't think of the ear being an organ. It is it's an organ. It's interesting. I mean, it makes sense, but I don't... It's like I always think of just the internal ones, and I don't think of stuff that you can see, and... I mean, obviously... Well, I don't want to spoil questions, so will we'll, I'll, I'll stop talking. Uh, question number one for you. What garnish is shared both by a banana split and a Manhattan cocktail?
1: Uh maraschino cherry. That is the
0: maraschino cherry, Ooh. which I will just eat right out of there. I
1: love those. Uh, uh,
0: there aren't enough things that have maraschino cherries on top.
1: So what's maraschino?
0: So maraschino is named after and I'm going to get this wrong, I think it's Masakara, which is a, a region of Croatia. And uh. they would make these, these kind of ultra sweet cherries. That's what they would come from. Now the ones you get now are just Candied colored regular cherries. Mm-hmm. So that's where it came from. And there's actually a, a maraschino liqueur that is just a cherry liqueur that tastes like maraschino cherries, which why haven't we just done shots of that at some point in our lives?
1: Mm, that sounds good with like a, like a soda or seltzer. Yeah, yeah. Like, yum. Yeah, yeah. Let's, we'll we'll ask, at Let's ask
0: at the bar tonight. Bit solo bar might have some maraschino liqueur. They're kind of fancy.
1: Fancy. Oh, let's tell everybody that. <laughs> let's tell everybody that we won.
0: Oh yeah, we won our uh, quiz last week. It was it was you guys now two weeks in a row. The week that I wasn't yeah. there, and so we were on a roll. Yeah. They call us butter because we're on a roll. <laughs>
1: Uh, one of the facts I read while I was researching this was that the, the human brain, like what it feels like, is oh. said like butter.
0: That's <laughs> what <laughs> so my human brain feels like sometimes. Feels like butter. Like butter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Next, do astronauts who spend long amounts of time in space grow taller or shrink?
0: I'm going to guess taller.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: I don't know why.
1: They can grow up to two inches.
0: Is it just a gravitational thing? Maybe. Okay.
1: Well, they had that astronaut. I think he was on the space station for like a year. And he has a twin identical twin brother Uh on Earth. So they got to like do a bunch of experiments to see like what changed. Yeah. And he grew like two inches.
0: This is all sounding very fishy. I think he never went into space, that he was just on Earth the whole time. And he just says like, oh no, I'm that guy's twin. I, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. Do you think no they are er- this flat? No one's ever been to space. Come on now.
1: Well then, what the hell is Space Force all about?
0: <laughs> space Force! Looking forward to that. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's basically going to be space balls.
0: Did you see there was a, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel or one of those guys did, uh, did an interview with Fred Willard the comedian Fred Willard, you know, from, like, Best in Show. And he's in a lot of those Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show. Oh, okay. Uh, but he was on a failed 1979 sitcom called Space Force.
1: No way. So they did
0: a, an interview with, uh, with Fred Willard about what Space Force is going to be like. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. Question number two for you. One of the most popular explanations... For why it's called a cocktail is that it was once garnished by what inedible object? A feather. A feather is correct.
1: You used to stick a little
0: feather in there for decoration and thats that, that was. That. Now there's other explanations, but that's the one that seems to be the most believable and most commonly thrown around. So if you have it's other definitely explanations. better than a penis. Oh, <laughs> it says a lot about your life. <laughs> Choose a feather or a penis. I'll take feather. Take feather.
1: Well, in my drink.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: Possibly for other reasons I might change my mind, but in my drink, I would rather have a feather.
0: Fair, fair <laughs> enough.
1: All right. One quarter of the bones in your body are in what body part?
0: Hmm. I th- oh boy, I think it's I think it's the hand.
1: No, it's the feet. Yes, that was the one. I
0: was I was weighing the two of those two. Oh man, the stinky <laughs> yeah. feet. Those stinky complex feet. Dang
1: it's it. because of like the ankle and heel and all that. Oh yeah. That. Oh yeah. So there's more bones in the hands.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's that's gonna come up this week, guys. Uh, anytime I miss something, it's gonna come up in the <laughs> quiz. Just so you guys get <laughs> you as tortured do that as me. Usually. Yeah. Uh, question number three: What pickled flower bud is a popular garnish for Italian and Mediterranean dishes?
1: Is it an artichoke?
0: Is not an artichoke. It is a caper. Oh. And I just learned today that those are flower buds. I had no I idea. I had no idea. I, they've been in so many, like, seafood dishes. I thought, is this some sort of, like, something from the sea? I just didn't really ever know. And they always taste like, briny because they're always pickled. Uh, are
1: they just, like, little dark things?
0: Yeah, those are the little circular, dark, round things that you get in a lot of, like... Uh, a lot of Italian dishes a lot of uh, pasta dishes have it for for their garnishes Gross. but uh yeah it's just pickled <laughs> pickled flower buds
1: weird yeah what is the only part of the body with no blood supply because it gets its oxygen directly from the air
0: hmm well I'm gonna guess the lungs no no
1: they do have blood
0: supply. Yeah.
1: It is the cornea.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: No blood supply to the cornea. So
0: it gets it all just from just yep. air coming through. How fascinating. I, I did know. not know that.
1: I didn't either. I was really excited to <laughs> learn it.
0: Learning things on a trivia podcast, it's weird.
1: It's so fun.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you're listening, everybody. <laughs> Uh, Question number four. If your French dish is called a la Perigordine, P E R I G O U R D I N E, if it is a la Perigordine, it has been garnished with what specific expensive fungi? Is it a
1: truffle? It
0: is a truffle. A la Perigordine. Truffle in
1: in a drink?
0: No, this would be oh. a dish. <laughs> okay. A French dish. Yeah. Now, a chocolate truffle in a drink, I could see, on some some things.
1: Yeah, that's not a mushroom, though, No. Right? Okay. No. A I, chocolate-covered I realized, mushroom? I, re- I realized
0: looking at the truffle stuff that I've only had the chocolate truffles. I have never had an actual <laughs> mushroom truffle.
1: Why are they so expensive? I think just they're because they're hard to
0: find and you gotta get those pigs rooting around to get them. And...
1: Apparently they also have dogs Yeah. that do
0: it. Yeah, but pigs are pretty cute.
1: So are dogs.
0: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what point I'm making, <laughs> but I think I made it. So that's a, a truffle pig ghost point for me.
1: <laughs> no. no. First no. of all, you can't give yourself a ghost
0: point. Fine.
1: <laughs> Ready for your last question? I am. Barbarigmus. B O R B O R Y G M U S. Barbarigmus. Is the technical term for what bodily noises.
0: I think that is the hiccup.
1: No, no, I, I'm guessing the wrong
0: one. I've seen this before too. What is it?
1: It's stomach rumble. Oh
0: yeah. <sighs> oh, dang it. But yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Na- that word as mm-hmm. you spelled it out, and I was like, oh, it's. I, mm, hiccup mm. was a good
1: guess. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the, no, hit,
0: it's the the tummy yeah, rumbling The tummy rumblings. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> Question number five, last one for you. What common garnish was believed to stave off drunkenness by the ancient Romans, so they wore garlands made out of them?
1: Uh, garlic?
0: It is parsley. Oh, okay. They would wear these mm-hmm. necklaces of parsley and headdresses of parsley because they believed that that would stave off the uh, the inebriation in their drunken revelry. I don't know if it ever worked. I don't think so. But it's worth trying. (laughs) It smells better (laughs) than my feet. Let's have a couple more Rogue Pendleton (laughs) Tail Ale beers. And then get some parsley. Do you have any parsley? Why
1: would you want to stave off the
0: drunkenness?
1: (laughs) Isn't that mostly the point?
0: Well, I mean, you want to get to a certain point and then stop, right? That's how I am.
1: want to get to a certain
0: level and then be like, okay, and we're going to stop right there.
1: That's exactly how responsible I am, too. Yes,
0: you are. You are the most responsible drunk I've ever met. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right, how did we do? I'll tell you how you did. You got three. three.
1: You got two. Ah,
0: well, well done. All right, everybody, that is the lightning round. It was Well it was she It is now time for game prep. Is game prep the only segment we have for? Uh, yeah. Although I really want to uh, make a, a song for the battle royale once a month. I'm I'm sourcing some ideas. Oh, really? Yeah, I like something it. that something kind of majestic and funky for the uh, <laughs> for the beginning of those. But I'll we'll get to that. I also realized today as I started, uh, you know, football seasons. Coming up, and uh, one of my guilty pleasures is the Madden football games, and oh, uh, yeah. so I was playing. Oh, the arched eyebrow on that one was very nice there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no yeah. oh yeah, so uh, I was playing through it, and there's something as you get ready to play a game in one of the modes that there's is called. Music. That is no, that is called game prep. And oh. I think subconsciously I took this section—the name for this section—from <laughs> this game that I've been playing for the last seven years. <laughs> so I think that's where it is.
1: Oh, that's so, <laughs> funny.
0: This uh, podcast sponsored by Madden. Whatever number it's on. <laughs> uh, all right. Six, six, six. <laughs> the Madden <laughs> of the Beast. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're going to get you prepped for this week's games. And if you are playing in the Seattle-Tacoma area, you definitely will be hearing some of these facts during your games this week. August 13th, 1860. Happy birthday, Ohio native Phoebe and Mosby, better known by her stage name, Annie Oakley. Uh, when she joined Buffalo Bill's Wild West show in 1885, Sitting Bull gave her the nickname Watanya Sicilla, which translated to Little Sure Shot.
1: <laughs> yeah. A little Sure Shot.
0: Yeah. Her, her story is pretty fascinating. All the stuff that she learned how to do with the gun.
1: Yeah. Did you know that during her career as a famous sharpshooter and trickshot artist, she taught over 15,000 women how to use a gun. That's so cool. She said, "I would like to see every woman know how to handle guns as naturally as they know how to handle babies." But not
0: at the same time, everybody.
1: I don't know how to handle either of those things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this would be the test if somebody like just had one hand a baby and the other hand a gun and said, "You have to choose." You would take what would you take? I know you're a big buck hunter fan. (laughs) Uh, I don't hate humans, yeah,
1: but I don't want them to have the gun.
0: Oh, true. Oh, you're thinking about taking the way. Oh, this is a great philosophical moment here. So you take the gun, and then with your super strength, you like bend it and try it into a bow, so no (laughs) one can shoot it.
1: Because I'm a cartoon. I didn't know she was from Ohio,
0: oh yeah, that's where the big uh, Annie, I guess there's a big Annie Oakley Museum out there in Greenville, Greenville. Is that a city you're familiar with?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are from Ohio, right? yeah okay.
1: there there's a lot of little towns in Ohio.
0: It's a big state,
1: and it's like you know how many counties there are
0: um yes yes
1: you do no 88 88
0: counties yeah yeah what's what's your county what's your county clark clark county Mm -hmm. clark county for the win august 13th 1969 apollo 11 astronauts neil armstrong buzz aldrin and michael collins michael collins hey michael collins are given a ticker tape parade in new york city It is the second of three ticker tape parades given that year in New York, the first for astronauts from the Apollo 8 mission, and the last for the New York Mets for winning the World Series.
1: Did you know that the first ever ticker tape parade in New York was in 1886 after the dedication of the Statue of Liberty?
0: And supposedly that was a spontaneous like, oh my God, Statue of Liberty's here. Throw some paper out the window.
1: What is ticker tape like?
0: See, I was, was going to ask beep, you this. Beep, so.
1: <laughs> is so, it that? <laughs> so
0: you, the, the main street that these ticker tapes have, uh ticker tape parades happen on is Broadway. And specifically the the section of Broadway that's in the financial district. And they were the stock ticker tapes that were, they were, uh-huh. all the stock machines would uh, would pull out these the, the figures and stuff. And then people would just have these reams of these little thin strips of paper. And. And that became the thing that they would toss out. Now it's confetti. Con- confetti?
1: Confetti. It's confetti.
0: Now it's confetti because, you know, who has a ticker tape machine anymore? But, uh, yeah. Do,
1: do they even use confetti?
0: They do. Although it's, uh, the, 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 the frequency of ticker tape parades has slowed down. <laughs> uh, the last one was three years ago. And that's when the women's uh, U.S. soccer team won the FIFA World Cup.
1: That was right before I moved out here. Yeah, because I remember watching it, and then like I was leaving like the next day or something.
0: That, that was the last one. Can you guess? let me let me throw one more thing at you. Okay. One president has received two ticker tape parades in the 20th century, one before he became president and one during the last bit of his presidency.
1: Um, I don't know
0: It was Eisenhower Dwight Eisenhower got two He got one for the end of World War II Where he was a general And then one for the end of his presidency uh, Right before Right before Kennedy beat Nixon And then Kennedy got his own Ticker tape parade
1: Everybody gets one
0: again, I guess Amelia Earhart got two. Uh, There weren't many women that got two, but Amelia Earhart was the first woman to get two two ticker tape parades. August 14th, 1888, at a London press conference, Thomas Edison plays a recording of The Lost Chord, a composition by Arthur Sullivan. And it's the first public demonstration of a phonograph record. Sullivan said of hearing the recording that he was, quote, Astonished at the wonderful power you have developed and terrified at the thought that so much hideous and bad music may be put on record forever, (laughs) Arthur Sullivan (laughs) was a soothsayer (laughs) and and a modern Nostradamus. (laughs) Yeah, that was the first time somebody heard the little needle drop on the vinyl and crackle, 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 and there's a phonograph.
1: Sullivan is probably most famous for writing Onward, Christian Soldiers. Do you know this tune? Um I almost. You did. all had it. Do it. <laughs> I don't Trust know it. It.
0: it. Trust it. Onward Christian soldiers, that's all that I know. <laughs> it was written by Arthur Sullivan so long ago. was <laughs> like that.
1: It sounds like a terrifying Christmas song.
0: <laughs> Onward Christian soldiers, get out there
1: kill all that you see (laughs) the lost chord was sung by opera star enrico caruso at a 1912 benefit concert for the families of the lost passengers on the titanic
0: it's fascinating that they did benefit concerts like that even that far back like that's such a thing now Mm -hmm. To do benefit concerts But even back then they they got a pop star Or an opera pop star And some tunes And I'm going to drop in at this point The recording, the first recording Because it's still out there of the Edison uh, Version of Arthur Sullivan's The Lost Chord
1: <laughs>
2: didn't hear it. August 14th,
0: 1975, the Rocky Horror Picture Show opens in London two years after running as a stage show. It's still in limited release today, it is the longest running theatrically released film ever made.
1: According to legend, the first line ever yelled at the screen during a showing. Was to Janet putting a newspaper over her head in the rain. Buy an umbrella, you cheap bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So apparently, so
1: one person like thought of that, and it started a whole thing.
0: Supposedly, as it was running, people were coming to it at this theater in New York called the Waverly, and people were kind of bored, so they started yelling back at the screen different things, and that was the first. That allegedly, that was the first thing that somebody yelled. At they the were screen. bored. Yes.
1: D- could they hear the songs?
0: <laughs> well, the best song is the first song, science fiction double feature.
1: That's the best oh, one. That's
0: my favorite one.
1: I like. Uh, it might be the next song. There's a light. Oh. I like that one. I mean,
0: I like the whole thing. Now, have you done the whole theater experience, go and dress up? And... I have not. I, I have, have not either. Oh,
1: my gosh. Yeah. That shocks
0: me. So when I. It seems
1: like something you would have done in college. That
0: was so in college was the first time I saw it was in college. And it was at a party. Somebody had got a, an illegal, like, Japanese VHS bootleg of it. So we sat around and watched it and then a couple of people that were in it uh, in attendance at this viewing had gone to see it at theaters. So they were yelling out all the things mm-hmm. and we didn't know what they the hell they were doing. Yeah. We we're like, what, what are you, why are you yelling at this? <laughs> and if, you know, I had to get some hipper friends to tell me that this is what you do at the thing. So, but you know, I've never, I was, I think I was always intimidated. Like I was going to have to dress up and then I was going to have to be the newbie and the virgin. And I was like, I don't want to be, that well, you guy. know
1: how you get around that? You study? No. No? So my friend was going to one and she said she'd never gone either. She's like, I'm really nervous about like the virgin thing and they bring you up on stage and stuff. I'm like, well just don't tell them. (laughs) That's it. If they say who's never been here before, just be like, I've been here loads of times. Yeah, yeah.
0: I I barely leave. Where have you? I've never seen you here. <laughs> Guy running the show. Uh, there was a funny peripheral story of um, Tim Curry play who played Dr. Frankenfurter mm-hmm. was living in New York at the time when the Waverly started to take off. So he thought it'd be fun one night to dress up as Frankenfurter in full costume and then go down to the Waverly. Anyone and
1: third place in the lookalike contest.
0: <laughs> I mean, basically, it's that Charlie Chaplin story all over again because uh, he got in and he he was strutting around and people he was talking to people and and somebody said that he was an imposter and they tried to get him out of the theater because he was he was pretending to be Tim Curry and he wasn't really. So then he finally proved that he was Tim Curry and they were like, "Oh well, okay, then you can come back in." He was like, "Nope, screw you guys, I'm going home." And that was it. Man. So they they screwed themselves out of being able to hang with Tim Curry. Uh, I mean,
1: even if he didn't believe him. Yeah. Like, he must have been really
0: good. Well, that's the other thing, too, is like you're in this theater of make-believe and fantasy land, and everybody's dressed up in something like that. If and wants like, to come and in, one
1: of like, the weirdest like, corners of that. Yeah. So know? if somebody
0: wants to come in and role-play Tim Curry for the night... Go along with it. For Hell, real. I would. I would just get an, uh, just get a an autograph just in case he's the real guy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and if he's not, then I
0: have this autograph from this weird Tim Curry imp- impersonator. Yeah. So <sighs> uptightness, even at Rocky Horror Picture Show, that's just a weird thing.
1: Yeah.
0: August fifteenth, nineteen sixty-five, the Beatles. You've heard of those guys. I have. They open their American tour at New York's Shea Stadium to 55,000 screaming fans. Their 30-minute 12-song set was inaudible to most of the crowd (laughs) and inaudible to the Beatles themselves, who couldn't hear themselves play over the crowd noise.
1: How awful. Yeah. Uh,
0: There's a funny story of Ringo Starr uh, not hear being able to hear the songs so he's watching the butts of the three players in front of him as they go to the rhythm so he knows what tempo to play (laughs)
1: yeah two future beatles wives linda eastman and barbara Bach were among the audience members can you imagine
0: that so you're like you're there to see the beatles and you're like oh my god oh my you're god, screaming oh my god. and
1: fainting i'm and, gonna marry him one day and then
0: a few years later it's like oh no i did well for barbara bach like 10 years later but still
1: 10 years later and she was at the first show
0: yeah so ringo star oh, Yeah, it's probably even later than that because they were in a movie together ringo star and barbara bach in the movie caveman i do not recommend caveman (laughs) but they they sounds like
1: a mystery science theater movie (laughs) if i've ever heard one but they
0: met on that set and then they got married and she probably said hey you know i was at that shea stadium show
1: i couldn't hear you but you looked fine (laughs) there was
0: there was a funny thing of like vox who made their amplifiers made these special amplifiers 100 watt amplifiers, and it's like I have a little 100 watt amplifier at home. No one would be able to hear that at Shea Stadium,
1: but yeah. that was like their
0: big innovations. Like, we're gonna build 100 watt amplifiers for you guys. It's like, yep. woohoo!
1: <laughs> and then we're gonna bring in a 55,000 100 watt, yeah, screaming women, yeah,
0: lots of fainters in the crowd. Do you too.
1: think Barbara Bach like? lost a bet and she had to marry Ringo.
0: <laughs> Somebody didn't believe that she'd actually been to Shea Stadium that day and she was like, "Not only was I there, I'm going to marry the guy." And it's like, "Yeah, right, Barbie." No, like, "No, no, no. no. no I'm going to do it." Am Are you I- going to
1: marry Paul? No. No,
0: the funny-looking guy in the back.
1: John? No. Mm. Wait. The drum set?
0: (laughs) Are you going to marry the 100-watt amp? (laughs) (laughs) The Wells Fargo armored truck that they all came out in? (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Last one. August 16th. Happy National Tell-A-Joke Day. Ooh. Yeah.
1: Happy birthday, jokes. Now,
0: do you like jokes? uh mm. some people don't Some people just don't like them i like jokes okay do you have one i got a joke do you have a do you have a one prepared here yeah all right
1: how many ants does it take to rent an apartment
0: oh oh is it 10 ants (laughs) 10 (laughs) ants do you do you have any like story jokes even dirty, because we can put the little explicit tag on here. I'm just, I'm always fascinated by people's jokes.
1: I don't tell a lot of jokes. Yeah. I no. don't have a story one. Yeah. To be frank, I'd have to change my name. <laughs> That's all I got. That's a good one-liner, though. I like a good one-liner. Yeah. <laughs> so i'm guessing you have a will tell i will
0: will tell my favorite one it's not really dirty but it's uh it's about the uh, an old guy who goes into a confession booth Uh and uh and before the the father can say anything he says look i'm 80 years old i've i've been married for for 60 wonderful years and i've never cheated on my wife until last night last night I cheated on my wife for the first time with these two 21-year-old stewardesses and we had sex and I'm 80 years old and and I cheated. And the father says, okay, well, back up for a second. Uh, can you tell me when the last time was your last confession? And he says, I've never confessed. I'm Jewish. And the father says, then why are you telling me? He says, are you kidding? I'm telling everybody. <laughs>
1: gross
0: <laughs>
1: I actually I do know a joke about a guy a guy whose wife cheated on him Okay He's in a bar and he tells the bartender he found out his wife cheating on him and he wants to drink himself to death And the bartender says I'm not I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to let you kill yourself. I'm not gonna serve you that much. Oh man, I messed
0: it up. Oh no! <laughs> this is always the the uh, the uh, the uh, the joke pitfall. No, cut it out. No, I don't no, remember. No, all right,
1: I don't remember the middle part.
0: No. What's the remember? end of it?
1: The end of it. You can just yada 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 the joke.
0: <laughs> There was a guy that walked into the bar, yada, 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 wrecked him, damn near killed him.
1: <laughs> so I said, to Mabel, I said. <laughs>
0: Mabel's I said, I said.
1: It's, uh. It's something like. If I, if my wife cheated on me, I would want to kill the guy. So he goes out to sleep with somebody else's wife so they'll kill him and he comes back and it's the bartender's wife but it doesn't work I don't remember the <laughs> words. <laughs> see this is why i don't tell jokes That's, i'm bad at it it's
0: it's hard it's it's a hard thing to do because to get all the stuff because they're very they have to be logical in order otherwise yeah. it doesn't work how much of this stuff is appropriate
1: well the point of the joke is that it isn't appropriate right and, like, yeah. if anybody is offended by that, like, wow. Yeah. I I do have a joke that I wrote when I was a child.
0: Ooh. This. I'm <laughs> looking forward to this. We're cutting all the other jokes out. I'm just going to put <laughs> this one in.
1: It's, what did the baby cat say to the mama cat when he heard his little paw I don't know, meow I <laughs> <laughs> was
0: like my sister wrote one what, and her her version of a joke was just uh once a cat sat on a rat, you know why why, and then she would make up something at the after that that was always different there was no <laughs> there was no logic to it at all, it, but it always was once a cat sat on a rat, you know why <laughs> why because because you sat on a rat. <laughs> there's also
1: one that's um what did the farmer say when he lost his tractor i don't know where's my tractor
0: (laughs) (laughs) there was a good anti-joke uh thread out there for a while like uh you know, it was always turning these jokes on their ear, like the horse that goes into a bar and the bartender says, why have the long face? And the horse says, because I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Poor little, you don't care about horses. We've already, we've already we established this. We did talk about that. Stupid horse drinking too much.
1: Send us your jokes. Oh, yeah.
0: If you have a funny joke, uh, we would love to read it on the air if it's not offensive. Um. Uh, <laughs> Take my offensive level and go underneath that, because I don't think I was that offensive. Was I that offensive? No. All right, good. Don't go over that. Stay underneath. Be nice out there. That was your game prep. <laughs> Audio round time, and in our audio round challenge uh, this week, we've got Elvis.
1: Yes.
0: Yes, we've got lots of Elvis.
1: Elvis covers.
0: Yes. So Thursday, <laughs> Thursday is the uh, anniversary of the passing of Elvis Presley. And uh, happy
1: death day.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we went out and found artists that have covered Elvis songs. This was difficult. Really? For me, it was. Oh. It was hard. Well, it was hard to find covers that were unique and were of by people that I th- thought you would under, like recognize. Mm. There's lots of real obscure stuff out there. And then a lot of like, everybody has a version of... One or two of his songs, but not everybody has recorded a little bit of everything. So it was it was interesting. It was a challenge. How was it for you? Was, was Easy Pie? No, no problem?
1: Yeah, I thought it was kind of easy. Okay, well. But maybe we have all the same songs.
0: Well, I put in a couple extra ones just in I case. I put in one extra. Yeah, I had a feeling we might come up. Now, if we come up with the same song, I'm not as concerned. No, because coming fine. up with the song titles isn't going to be as hard. As coming up with some of the artists. Right. I think that's going to be the challenge here. Right. Would you like to play yours first or second?
1: I'll go second. All
0: right. Here is your first Elvis cover.
1: Come with me While the moon is on the sea
0: The night is young
1: Well, the first one... Yeah. Is the one that I also put. Oh,
0: <laughs> that very recording? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's it's hilarious. Blue
1: Hawaii by Willie Nelson. That's
0: fantastic. That's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> well, all right, then. It's good thing you have an extra one. <laughs> I had a feeling this was going to happen. That's amazing that it happened on the first one, though.
1: Here's your first one.
2: What you doing
0: That is uh, one of the best ones. That's Suspicious Minds. Yeah. It's my favorite one. And that is Fine Young Cannibals. That's right. The 80s band that had like two albums and then just disappeared. They were great. The guy has a very strange voice.
1: That's the one that I know. I was a kid. When that came out, I was pretty young. Yeah, fucking loved that song. Yeah, I thought it was great.
0: Yeah, oh, it is. It's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. Those, that those those two uh, Find Unaccountable albums are fantastic, and then they just kind of went their separate ways. Uh, here is your second one.
1: Is that a Hound Dog?
0: It is Hound Dog. One point. Hound for title. Dog. Hound Dwug, crying all the time.
1: Um, I'm not sure that is.
0: I tried to put in the guitar soloing because that's sort of a signature part of this band's oh. feature.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: That is the stray cats of um, uh, the stray cats I never strut that. rock this town. People, they kind of brought that rockabilly thing back in the eighties, and yeah, they
1: could have and, wrote that song. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, by the way, just as a curious thing, was your family listening to Elvis? Listening, was that something that was happening? Did your parents play them, play him, or?
1: yeah we listened to like the oldie station mm-hmm. so I would hear a lot of Elvis songs yeah but as radio is I didn't really know right until later yeah that it was Elvis
0: I heard very little Elvis but heard a ton of Beatles so that was like and I've I've talked to people who bef- uh, before who've like their households were either like Elvis households or Beatles households and they like one or the other, and it wasn't kind of the same. Mm. Uh, there was a there was a split there.
1: Well, so. mine was on the radio, so I heard both. Yeah, and didn't know they were Beatles songs until way later.
0: <laughs> and didn't know they were old at that point. I remember hearing stuff and being like, "Oh yeah, that there's a there's a Beatles." I knew they were old. Oh really?
1: Because it was an oldie station. Oh,
0: <laughs> context clues. I get it. You're gonna deal. You're gonna deal with logic on this <laughs> on this podcast. I get it. All right.
1: Ready. I
0: am. Oh, that's one of my favorite ones. That's devil in disguise.
1: Yes. Oh. Parentheses. You're, You're the.
0: the. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a country singer, that and is. I'm trying to figure out who that is. I have a couple of guesses. I am going to go with. Oh no! I'm going to say the opposite one. Trisha Yearwood.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You got it.
0: I worked at a country bar for uh, about a year and listened to country music like to the point where I could start identifying country artists. I'm sorry. <laughs> it comes in handy in trivia. You must have been a Be tough like, year. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it, well, it, the, the toughest thing was like when they weren't looking, I would mm-hmm. switch it off the new country station and put it on the Johnny Cash station, yeah. and then things were better yeah when they started playing 60s like Buck Owens country I was way happier mm-hmm. and then when you got into the the newer stuff which some of it's all right but most of it is you know, yeah.
1: most of it is exactly that noise yes
0: all right here is your next one song number three. And the title? Yeah.
1: All Shook Up.
0: All Shook Up is correct. This song's about me. <laughs> you are all Monica Shook Up.
1: <laughs> I don't know who that is.
0: That is Paul McCartney.
1: Really? That is Paul Our McCartney. Our good friend of the uh, show, exactly. Paul McCartney?
0: Exactly. You didn't hear, but in the next verse, he throws in the word governor. <laughs> and offers to uh, shine uh, somebody's shoes.
1: He talks yeah. about his sheepdog. Yeah, constantly. exactly.
0: It's, 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 it is a song about his sheepdog, about Martha getting shooken up in a in a, in a clothes dryer. I don't know.
1: <laughs> That's how they're so fluffy. <laughs>
0: so fluffy. Uh, all right. Oh no, it's your turn.
1: It's my turn. By my turn, I mean your turn. All
2: right.
0: so that is called can't help falling in love or depending on whose recording is can't help falling in love with you and that was on a soundtrack
1: yeah i think most of these were
0: yeah that was on a soundtrack and that's Beck. It is. Yeah. That's, yeah. He has a, that, that low voice. hmm Although it sounds, I mean, the recording of that sounds very old. He did a good job of kind of going retro on that.
1: He, I think he produces a lot of his own stuff, or at least plays a part in that. Yeah. And he is so good at it. Yeah. He's an amazing producer.
0: Yeah. He gets, he knows what sound he's going for and he gets it every single time.
1: Also that song, like normally I find love songs like kind of corny, but I think that song is really nice and romantic.
0: I used to play in a wedding band Yeah. and that was a big first dance song. It's a good
1: romantic song. So
0: early in my wedding band years, uh, I used to take just requests from the bride and groom and they would say, like, what's your first dance song? What's your father daughter dance song? Blah blah blah. And somebody had written uh they wanted Fools Rush In for their first dance song. Now, there is a song called Fools Rushed In. Fools Rush In where angels fear to tread. Ba 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 That's not what they wanted. Not what they wanted. <laughs> but I didn't know that. So, we learned Fools Rushed In. (laughs) And then... You'd think
1: they would look up the name of the damn song. Yeah, and then
0: Angry, Angry, they danced to it, but then Angry Bride afterwards was like, that's not the first song. It's like, that's what you put, Fools Rushed In. She's like, no, wise men say only Fools Rushed In. I was like, oh, that song's called Can't Help Falling in Love. And she's like, oh, sorry. (laughs) 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 All right, here's your next one.
2: And called you sweetheart. Do the chairs in
1: your parlor seem empty and bare? Is that Barry Manilow? That is Barry Manilow. <laughs> well done. I always know his voice. <laughs> That's,
0: that is one of the more distinctive voices out there.
1: I don't know that song,
0: though. It's uh, Are You Lonesome Tonight? Oh.
1: It is. It didn't um, really sound very we'll much like tonight.
0: it. Yeah, but or Barry, at least that part. Barry did a did a. I think like a, almost a whole album of fifties covers, and that was one of the ones he did.
1: Oh, I should yeah. listen to
0: that. Yeah, you should listen and and love it.
1: <laughs> love that.
0: <laughs> like butter. <laughs>
1: like like the consistency of
0: my brain.
1: <laughs> Ready. I am
0: my dreams Oh, my That's Love Me Tender. Mm hmm. And that's Linda Ronstadt. Yes. Yeah.
1: I had to play the uh, very end of that song mm-hmm. because every single line starts with Love Me Tender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, man, like 18 seconds. That's like all I need. No.
0: All right. Here is your next song. "Swung." So
1: First of all, I could barely understand that person.
0: <laughs> it's going to be very sad to hear that. He's obviously trying to do some sort of Elvis impression.
1: It was pretty bad. Yeah. Is it actually Elvis? It is.
0: It is <laughs> it's, it's, you he, tricked me and El- put a real Elvis song Elvis, in there. Elvis is the first Elvis impersonator.
1: <laughs> I don't even know what song that is. The only one I can think of is Blue Suede Shoes. Mm.
0: The song is called uh, You're So Square, Baby I Don't Care. Or just I'm Baby I never Don't Care. I've heard of that. And that is Queen. That is one of their that's from a 1990 Wembley Stadium concert where they got up in front of their instruments with a little guitar and stuff and Freddie Mercury and they did the doo-wops and the harmonies and stuff like that. That
1: was awful. Yeah. That was bad. <laughs> I, I didn't think he could do any wrong, but apparently he I, has. They were
0: I think just having a little bit of fun. Just What a no, bit fun. Yeah, not yeah. allowed. Yeah.
1: Get out of here. <laughs> All right, here's your last one, because I'm going to skip Blue Hawaii by Willie Nelson.
2: Okay.
0: I remember that was a huge hit, which is still very surprising. Uh, That's Don't Be Cruel, and that is the cheap trick version. Yes. Yeah. Big hit for them, which is always kind of surprising. I never thought of them as being an Elvis type type of band, but uh, there you go.
1: Yeah, that version is uh, almost as famous as the the Elvis version. Yeah.
0: yeah. I have two bonus ones, so I'm going to give you a chance to get some points here okay. for bonus time. Here is bonus song number one.
2: I'm in a trap. I can't walk down.
1: Because
0: I love you too my baby. Why can't you see? What you doing to me. I know you
1: know the Suspicious song. Minds. Right. Parentheses, caught in the trap. And <laughs> <laughs> parentheses. <laughs> um I would guess to me first in the gimme give me Oh,
0: you're in the you're in the ballpark. Uh, that is Bowling for Soup. Oh. Bowling for Soup. Soup. Why they have that song out there, I don't know. But Bowling for Soup.
1: I knew it wasn't me first. Yeah. Because I could tell.
0: Not the, the, the Me first tends to be a little more aggressive than yeah. that. It was a little a little meek for me first. Yeah. Uh, here is your last bonus. Bonus. <laughs>
1: Is that called burning love?
0: It is called burning love. Okay. Just a honk a hunk of burning love.
1: I a gross hunk. <laughs>
0: Just a big hunk of burning love. Go see a doctor for burning love hunk. <laughs> if your hunk burns with love for more than forty-eight hours.
1: And I don't know who that was.
0: Hmm.
1: So I'm going to guess. Okay. I'm going to guess Van Halen.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, that is Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen. So Bruce Springsteen does these things in concerts where people will uh, write on things, what songs they want to stump the band. And so, in one of his concerts, he gets handed "Burnin' Love," and so then they he does the
1: dueling piano thing at his concert. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So then they all they all sit around talk about what key they're going to do it in, and then he usually starts it, and then they all join in, and uh, you know, it's 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 rock and roll songs; they're not difficult. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was one of them. One of of his concerts. We know
1: three (laughs) chords. All
0: right, how would we do?
1: You got ten. Wow. I got seven Mm. with two bonuses. (laughs) And one of them I only knew because I
0: put (laughs) it on yours. Before we move on to cocktails and trivia, yay. Yay. Uh, Tell people about your week this week.
1: Tuesday, Fitzgerald and Ballard, the last
0: Last Tournament Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, get over there. And if you are a, a Thursday player or if you're any any day player and you just want to pick up some extra ones, get out to Tuesday. Get out to all of these. Monday, Skylark in West Seattle. Uh Tuesdays, I'm at the Crown Bar in Tacoma. And Wednesdays, the last day of the tournament play, that's at the Berliner. And then, of course, we'll be also at Thursdays at the local 907. Both those nights are in Renton. Also, Cat on Tuesdays at Bison Creek Pizza, another good place to get to. And uh, Tuesday and Thursday at Murphy's with Mookie and Jeff. Those start at 730. Those are all ages. The Bison Creek is all ages as well. And uh, so is the Berliner. And so is the Skylark. We have a lot of all ages places. Um, you
1: crazy kids. Yes.
0: Get your kids out there. Maybe they'll help you. Uh, and they're all free and they all have prizes. Have lots of fun. So, yeah. Uh, You can always go on to quizfix.net and look at our schedule and see where all of our places are.
1: And you can see the tournament stuff.
0: Yes. Go to quizfix.net slash tournament and see where you are in the standings. It is so close. The difference between team 20 and team 21 is only score average. So anybody can still get in this thing. Uh, So get out there and make sure you are qualified. Are you qualified?
1: I'm qualified.
0: Well, Monica and I are already are past qualifications because we're <laughs> running the damn thing. Um, uh, email us. Tell us things about uh, this podcast that you like. Uh, throw out some uh, trivia tidbits, a little share on the air. And uh, if yeah. you're
1: in Australia listening to this, please send me an email and tell me. Yes. Because I don't believe you exist.
0: <laughs> That's an Australian email challenge.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: Brought to you by. Rogue Pendleton's Pale Ale <laughs> Beer. Ask for it by name. See what happens in Australia if you ask for that by name. Uh, all right. Is, is something bad going to happen? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to set somebody up for Does f- Pendleton's
1: for like... <laughs> mean something weird in Australian?
0: <laughs> I'd like a Pendleton for these. Smack! Ugh. <laughs> No, I it's think it'll be It's like
1: fun. on Arrested Development when Job does the ca ca in Mexico and it means something <laughs> different
0: there. <laughs> we should have a running total of every time we mentioned Arrested Development, The Simpsons, uh, Dolly Parton. We should just have like a running thing as like, And then when we hit, like, 10, we have to take, like, a month break from mentioning any of those things. And then we can start over again. Put it in a little penalty box. (laughs) When we
1: hit 10, you got to take a drink. (laughs)
0: Let's go take a drink now. (laughs) Yeah. And play some trivia. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for downloading and listening. And we will speak at you next week. Bye. Let's get trivial, trivial. I want
1: to get trivial. Get into reality